Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another segment of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vandervliet here, of course, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody. Woody, how you doing? Woof. Woody is the um, dogsman of the podcast, and he keeps us on track. So, so Black Lives Matters, the Democrats using them to uh, riot, loot, uh, basically scare the crap out of everybody, and basically to, to shut everybody down. You remember there's a video out there of BLM. This is after the election, walking through a city street where there's a bunch of cafes, sidewalk cafes, and I think Ann Arbor, Michigan, or somewhere in Michigan, you know, with their fist up, doing their no justice, no whatever it is. And the patrons, which were mostly white, put their hands up in the air in solidarity, Black Lives Matter, because they're scared. So now here's Black Lives Matter. They sent a letter to the Democrats, or to Joe Biden, dated November 7, 2020. To the Honorable Joseph Biden and the Honorable Kamala Harris. Okay, I know, I know. I could go on about that, but I won't. Uh, via electronic mail only. Uh, dear President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, congratulations on your election to the presidency and vice presidency of the United States. Like so many, we are relieved that the Trump era government is coming to a close. As we celebrate his electoral demise, we also know that his political exit does not ensure an end to the intolerable conditions faced by the black people in America. A well-thought-out, community-driven, fully-resourced agenda that addresses the particular challenges facing the black people must be a top priority. We are requesting a meeting with you both to discuss the expectations that we have for your administration and the commitments that must be made to black people. Without the resounding support of black people, we would be saddled with a very different electoral outcome. In short, black people won this election. Alongside black-led organizations around the nation, Black Lives Matters invested heavily in this election. Vote and organize became our motto, and our electoral justice efforts reached more than 60 million voters. We want something for our vote. Yeah, you hear that? That la this is the second paragraph. There's more. But they, the last sentence in that paragraph, we want something for our vote. Forget the fact that Trump got more of the black vote this time than he did last time. Actually, forget the fact that Trump got more minority votes than probably any other Republican president in history. But it goes on. Well, I shouldn't say that. Well, you know, back in the 1800s, blacks overwhelmingly voted Republican. So let's, let's say modern history. But it goes on. We want to be heard and our agenda to be prioritized. We issue these expectations, not just because black people are the most consistent and reliable voters for Democrats, but also because black people are truly living in crisis in a nation that was built on our subjugation. Up until this point, the United States has refused to directly reckon with the way that it devalues black people and devastates our lives. This cannot continue. Black people can neither afford to live through the vitriol of a Trump-like presidency nor through the indifference of a Democrat-controlled government that refuses to wrestle with its most egregious and damnable shame. 
Did Keith Oberman write this? But anyway, I digress. Next paragraph. President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Harris, both of you discussed addressing systemic racism as central to your election campaign. Both of you also expressed regrets regarding your record on issues impacting black people. The best way to ensure that you remedy past missteps and work towards a more just future for black people, and by extension, all people, is to take your direction from black grassroots organizers that have been engaged in this work for decades, with a legacy that spans back to the first arrival of enslaved Africans. We look forward to meeting with you at your convenience to begin the immediate work of black liberation. We would like to be actively engaged in your transition team's planning and policy work. Again, congratulations on your win. Uh, let's get to work. Most sincerely, Patrice Coulars, on behalf of the Black Lives Matter Global Network. There you have it. They want their piece of the pie. As they said, we want something for our vote. Oh, it's not extortion when they do it. I mean, come on. You know, they went out there and they destroyed cities for the Democrats. Of course, now the Democrats are starting to say, wait a minute, uh, we got to rebuild these cities. That Yes, uh, these riots did kind of tear down. So, yeah, all right, you go, Black Lives Matter. You go. You've got any, if Biden can pull it off and, you know, uh, as each day goes by, the media has us thinking more and more looks like he will. You, you know, well, if they don't, though, the Biden administration doesn't acquiesce to your your uh demands what happens oh you're gonna riot aren't you that's right because that's what you've been doing so it's not again it's extortion it's like the mafia comes in hey it's a nice story you got here you guys heard the story right mafia comes in hey it's a you know this is what was this was mafia fraud uh you know when it came to trash collecting this is kind of the the best analogy hey you know uh we want you to sign over with this trash company no it's twice as expensive as the one we we're using we can't afford that oh it's a nice story you got here be shamed if something happened to it shamed if it burned down isn't it well that's what black lives matter is doing they are using mafia tactics against the democrats so congratulations democrats this is what you have brought us. Nice work.